dissolved the council permanently. Last remnants of the old republic had been swept away. Hello there guys, gals and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved and welcomed in this space. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Imperial Senate Podcast. I'm your host Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always are my beloved co-hosts, Nikki Kumar and Claire Stripling. How is everyone? Good. <laughs> the energy levels there were <laughs> disorienting. <laughs> Oh man, it is a. Uh, it's been a long week, but I always have time and energy for the Imperial Senate podcast recording time. Let's go! You know, I'm really glad to hear that because obviously this is such a great and fun like hour or so that we get to spend together as friends, but also contractually, like you're obliged to do that. Yeah. That's right. And Dooku is too, if you can't hear him in the microphone. <laughs> oh, I can hear Dooku. He's, the energy is ramping up there. Yeah, the it's contagious. I need you guys to sort of, you know, I need you guys up to Dooku's level. <laughs> That's nearly impossible. He's been doing zoomies on all three stories of this house for a while now. I don't know if I got that much in me, dude. He'll, he'll have to carry that burden for us. <laughs> <laughs> I have faith in him that he can do the job. He's the Samwise to Wafrodo. Big facts. Beautiful. Good, yeah. But uh, how's your week been just in general? Slow, fast, boring, good? Yeah. Um, my The hunt for a new home <laughs> for me is heating up. We're getting, into, we're getting into the final stages, perhaps. So... Uh, that's that's been kind of fun and exciting, um, and then yeah, I mean, I, I, apart from that, I've had the the sweet sweet release of good television staggering its releases <laughs> throughout <laughs> the week. So the so Tuesday night always brings some what if. Wednesday night brings Star Trek Lower Decks. Thursday night brings Ted Lasso. And then, and then all the, all today I've been uh, binging, cramming, whatever word you want to use. Um, the the third season of Sex Education just came out. That show slaps. So I think that cramming is more appropriate for Sex Education. I've been I've been fisting it into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> fisting it in your eye holes. In the right, That's just some right in the face, shit, Nikki. Right in the freaking face. You saw my hole. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> like like most things in life, TV's getting me through the week. <laughs> that visual stimulus. <laughs> and I suppose as well, like uh, last weekend, football, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Wasn't that Absolutely. Ronaldo's first game for Man U? Yeah, Saturday was Saturday was, was a big one, big and beautiful. Um, great day. Loved watching people deleting their tweets that they'd been making the days prior <laughs> saying it was all going to be shit. Um, so that, that was fun. And, uh, and yeah, you know, that the beautiful games keeping us going. We had an international break, you know, not too long ago. So you get to get hyped for your national teams and then, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. And then I think NFL just started. So, Oh yeah. There's, there's some, there's some sports love happening. 
Um, I think it was, I think, didn't LA and Chicago just play? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Things happened. Things happened. Things happened. (laughs) I will say though, um, LA has acquired, you know, like I'm, I'm a huge, huge NFL and college American football fan. Um, Mm -hmm. Huge, huge fan. Literally all last weekend, um, I sat on my couch and like all day Saturday I watched games and all day Sunday I watched games until a friend of mine and I went to go to a bar that was that we knew would be empty because it always is and watched the game and yeah. it was it was a great weekend and um, I, I kind of expect the Bears to lose I could go on a rant but I'm sure nobody cares um, but I will say that LA your quarterback right now is a former Georgia Bulldog from when I grew up, and he's been stuck on this oh, no. team for like 10 you years. Cut just for a second. You, oh, no. You cut out very little bit. Yeah, he went, He's a former Georgia. Oh, no. Well, he's a former Georgia, University of Georgia quarterback, and I was a huge fan of him when I was a kid, and he's been on the Lions for like mm-hmm. 10 years, and which like if you know anything about American football – that is a bad place to end up <laughs> because you are given nothing. Like he's this big star who was given all this money, but has nobody to protect him. So he just got beaten yeah. up on always and injured and he had no one to throw to and he had just sucked. And I've been saying it for years, give him an offensive line that will protect him and give him some people to throw to. And he's going to surprise you. Matt Stafford on the Rams. Like, I was like, damn you for beating up on my bears. But I was so proud of him because he dominated. He looks excellent. Y'all, over you all in LA, you have a very exciting thing going this year, I think. You're going to see. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I, is it true he has, he like has already a relationship with the the head coach at the Rams, right? Yes, he does. Like, they have a history. And they're going to be, I think, like, as far as like coaching style and like playing style. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're um, very compatible together. They they have very similar styles and outlooks on the game and yeah. it's going he's going to really funny, thrive. It's funny you mentioned the Lions because I remember seeing things where when the trade happened and they were like, "Man, Rams just sent Jared Goff to the wall." <laughs> 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 he's just joining the Knights watch now. Exactly. He's not doing anything up there. Uh, but yeah, inter- interesting times. Interesting times ahead. Like, you know that it's bad when Matthew Stafford's wife was very, you know, when he was still on the Lions, his wife was very, very outspokenly critical of the Lions. Like, hi, my husband is going to die because you don't have anybody in there who's going to protect him. They're beating the crap out of him. The Lions are a trash organization and they like they should protect my damn husband and they're not doing it, Yeah, which is funny to watch, but... Pouring out for the Lions fans listening. Sorry, Lions fans. I'm listening. You talking to you, Lauren? Sorry, girl. Yeah, shout out to Lauren. Poor Lauren. <laughs> she has a rough go. Anybody who lives in Detroit, though, just kind of has a has a rough go of things. I've only reasons. spent time in Detroit because of connecting flights <laughs> in their airport. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, that's I'm kind of okay with it. that. I mean, full I. Full respect to your city. I'm sure there's things I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't see myself there. 
No. No. Poor Detroit. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, for me, yeah. In the last like, couple oh. decades for like every reason. I'm just glad that we Arsenal won a game. <laughs> it had to happen yeah. eventually. <laughs> you know? Who doesn't love beating up Norwich? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's impossible to not get happy about that. But any, yeah, any semblance, when you talk about NFL, like any semblance of like happiness when it comes to winning just <laughs> evaporates again because I, I like the Cowboys. <laughs> And that's like pissing in the wind, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's not uh that's it's this is not your time to be a Cowboys fan either. Yeah. But that's like okay. It's years, never right? like literally my two teams are Atlanta and Chicago, and neither of them are, are worth anything, to be honest with you. Um, so I feel your pain. Bears yeah. might dig their way out, but I don't have much hope. <laughs> I like I'll like you know, I'll give some love to the LA teams just because I'm here. But like my NFL concentration is because I'm I'm a dedicated Longhorn man. So I care less about the NFL as a thing and more about where are my former players? <laughs> where are they and are they doing well? Your Longhorns are about to join the SEC and be a part of my alma mater's conference, the best coll- conference in college football, 2025. Your Longhorns and OU are going to be part of the SEC. So, welcome to That's the true. big leagues, man. That's true. It's a it's a weird it's a weird thing to process. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, but <laughs> you'll have to listen to our other podcast <laughs> on uh, college go. football. Time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a very like weird, multi layered like. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know thing. Um, I guess, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It, di- it didn't go well against Arkansas, so. <laughs> no, I think well, it's uh, going to be, you're going to have a tough go, but a lot of things are, you guys are going to benefit in a lot of ways. From yeah, I think, I think that's how it goes in the end. Um, which, yeah, and then that'll help my NFL thing because a better, you know, more supported program at that level means more drafts, more like better players, blah, 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 go into the go into the league probably better. So. Exactly. So there we go. I want to shout out the one dude on Twitter who um, genuinely believed that, that Claire speaks <laughs> with a stereotypical Chicagoan accent. Oh my God. Yeah. Why? Like, there's this little thing, like to this person, I mean, I didn't, I thought that Saturday Night Live had a bit of an international reach. Clearly, it did not reach as far as I expected it to, but y'all, C- Chris Farley? Yeah. Da Bear, like the Chicago super fans? Like, come on now. I do not speak like that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, apart from all the NFL talk and the football sports talk, should we dive into a few bits of news items before we talk about anything else? Sure. Let's see what's cooking. Cool. Right, first of all, are you afraid of the Darth? Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales, an ongoing special, starts streaming October 1st on Disney+. Plus. Oh. Did we see Yay. the trailer for this? Oh, yeah. Multiple times. <laughs> I showed it to strangers in the street. I was like, stop, 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 stop. stop. You gotta watch it. Um, yeah. God, it looks good. I'm, I'm so excited. It for a, it's like it's a it's a dream character pair up. I I could not have 
even in my wildest fantasies, could not have imagined putting them together. It's Poe Dameron <laughs> and Grabala the Hutt. Like, I forgot he was in it, and I, I when I saw I him, can, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I just I can't believe they went there. It's it's amazing. And um, to anybody who's not gone into Freemakers and is this is going to be their first taste of Grabala, I am so excited for you because he fucking rocks. Um, and yeah, and then and then it's also like. It almost it looks like part of it at least plays with this um, something that's you know very much in the culture right now with with what if with Marvel um, sort of this what if something different happened at least with one of the storylines we can see um, because I they tease the like uh, what if Luke went into the Empire and and became a pilot so so I think it's it's going to be fun to play with all that and. Um, and just see see what fun they have. I mean, again, it's it's Lego and it's Star Wars. Like that's that's just a good time. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> it's like peanut butter and most things. It just goes together, man. They belong together. Mm. The trailer was just so like. I think the Lego team, whoever does the the writing and stuff for the Lego TV specials, is just they deserve all the Emmys because the the quality that goes into those stuff is just brilliant. The fact that it's obviously targeted towards kids, but there's so many great jokes and humor for adults to just enjoy. I I, the, I mean, the entire character of Grabala the Hutt is is hilarious, and if you haven't watched the Freemakers, first of all, you should do that. And you should also subscribe, subscribe to Patreon and listen to Sacred Jedi Bricks. Yeah, a great idea. Yeah. Um, really. But <laughs> what I really love as well is that there's all these other characters as well that are like, involved. So the two little dudes, his little henchmen, are in it mm-hmm. as well. I think one's played by Steve Agee, right? I don't know the cast well enough. Okay. I think one is. And I just mm-hmm. love their voice. They're is hilarious. Either, is either Steve Agee or... The guy that plays Bender from Futurama. Oh, DiMaggio? Yeah. I think you're right. I think he is one of them. Yeah. Which I just love. I just love his, like, okay, boss. <laughs> <laughs> They're so funny, man. The only, the only thing that would make it even slightly better is if General Durpin shows up. Oh, my God. But Please. he's, like, a first order, like, he's been promoted. Technician. <laughs> He's been he's just so low now in the in the totem pole. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again, again, to anyone who's not seen Freemaker Adventures, you, there's a guy in there who is just so he's an imperial officer, so desperate to do nothing. And then eventually ends up doing something. I, I think he does he like or, originally get promoted and then he starts getting demoted. I, I can't remember exactly how it goes. Like he gets, yeah, he gets promoted a few times, and then it, like I think it starts turning. Yeah, so just imagine, like, yeah, he's basically like the Imperial Army version of the dude from from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> like, like he he's so desperate to not be involved that he just ends up getting involved. Um, so yeah, if if he showed up, I'd I'd lose my mind. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's gonna be so good, and you know, just perfect time of the year to to drop halloween vibes beginning of beginning of october it's just gonna be so good so good i love spooky vibes i literally was at work in a slow moment planning my matching halloween costume with count dooku while 
you know, while thinking about this spooktacular, like, Lego, like, it's like everything I love put together, minus Count Dooku. It's Star Wars, it's Lego, and it's spooky nonsense, and it looks so much fun. I'm I'm just so excited. I don't have anything super, like, <laughs> enlightening to say other yeah. than I think all one, of the things I love together. One thing that I think is a huge, like, I would never... Again, going back to the character pairing that I never would have dreamed, never would have dreamed that they would put Ren into the this thing and then have him be played by Christian Slater. That's great costume. <laughs> like this, like it's just it boggles my mind how they do that. And then Tony Hale as as Vanay, that's the, a great the butler. So good. Um, so yeah, there's there's gonna be so so much cool. I like how it's almost a spoof of Disney itself. Um, turning yeah. turning the the uh, Vader's castle into a merchandise like uh, theme park of sorts. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's just it's creating a a money opportunity <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, and yeah, so I I think it's just uh, it's it's really exciting, really promising. Um, and just in the end, good fun. I think I think we. We almost forget sometimes um, when there's something new because I, I remember like there was so much like build up online for the holiday special. And then, you know, crazily enough, people wanted to start making canon connections yeah. um, and they were like, oh, my God. And uh, and then having just watched it again for Sacred Jedi Bricks, like I'd forgotten just how fun it is and how like easy it is to have to just chill the fuck out. Um, so I think that's, that's the thing you always got to remember with Lego content. Um, it is, it is part of the joke. Like everything is done, you know, with a, with a nudge and a wink. So don't, don't go in there expecting, uh, the, the future of Star Wars storytelling as much as I would love Gravala the Hutt to be in a, in a live action series or something. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, just know know what you're walking into. That, that's what it's about. It's like watching Robot Chicken and thinking and going, "Is that canon?" <laughs> yeah, like essentially, you know, it's <laughs> it is in its own way a parody. Uh, you know, it's it's just you know, it's it's just a good time. Use it's using the the two, you know, using the Star Wars universe and the medium of funny little Lego people and bricks, like. That's what it's about. Also, um, just to add on to the point, Durpin is played by Richard Kind, who, if you know who that is, like you know his voice, and it's so perfect. Yeah. It's just, yeah, the whole cast in that show is just, it's just incredible. Yeah, it was jo- uh, John DiMaggio plays uh, Bash. There we go. And, um, of course, we have Roger. I don't know if, I don't know if he's going to be in this, but it might be fun to see a few of those characters appear again. Especially mm-hmm. with Grabala. And I think what I love about this concept and the idea of Vader's castle is that, because we've seen it used in a similar way in the IDW comics, which is that it's this great sort of vessel to tell uh, sort of multi-textual stories in, like meta horror stories within the universe of Star Wars, which I really mm-hmm. love. I could speak for ages about that, and I will on our new Patreon show coming soon. Um, 
the idea of stories within stories and what's true and what's not and you know putting them all together so i do love the idea of like vader's butler telling all these like crazy stories that he's yeah. heard somewhere else and like or like the count dooku's a vampire one which i just love from the the comic um like all that stuff is it's just a nod to classic films obviously the count dooku comic is a nod to dracula the hammer production the british version which of course was played famously by Sir Christopher Lee. Um, also, if you haven't watched it, watch the Hammer films. They're great. Very camp. They get very camper as time goes on, but they're just good. Got a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I love that stuff. I love diving into. Like you said, like it's obviously a joke about Disney, like the Vader being like, "Don't forget to join the gift store." Like you know, like <laughs> yeah. it's a place where he's tortured people. Like you know, right. it, it, that's, that's part of the joke. Um, yeah, I love that stuff, and I love having a bit of fun on Halloween. I love having these little holiday specials. They're really yeah. great to have. Um, and and I, I think just the setting, again, of like a Vader's castle, is uh, it's like something I, I will never take for granted. <laughs> yeah, um, like it's again, like obviously, you know, if you've if you were one of those like I read the behind the scenes thing, like you'll know. This the, this concept of a castle has been around since you know the, the original trilogy and like this idea of like where they would would do things and then like when it when they showed it in Rogue One, like my mouth dropped like or the jaw my jaw I guess my whole mouth <laughs> like it was it was a very awkward experience um, and I think to this day remains my favorite thing in that movie because I always think about getting smacked in the face with the castle um, and and so like. Yeah, I'll never, whether it's in a comic or a video game or Lego, um, like I'll just always appreciate that, you know, this idea so, so, you know, um, storied in Star Wars development finally became true and they use it, I think is, is so cool. Yeah, I completely agree. Like it's one of those things I've always loved and reading about, like the Return of the Jedi stuff and seeing it come to life was incredible. The design of it, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, in the cinema, when you see it for the first time, you're like, shit, that looks so cool. And then you get sort of, like, hit with another wave of emotions when you realize, oh, this is Mustafa, shit, like, this is even yeah, better. Yeah. So it's a nice balance between those ideas. And I think as well, for me personally, like, my favorite place in the world is a castle. My favorite place in the world is the Tower of London. I don't know. It says a lot about me. It's a macabre place where people were tortured and lost their lives. And to yeah. me, that's a great place to have a hangout. Um, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense when we know you, but you know. Yeah, you know, I'm just drawn there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to be beef eater. <laughs> yeah, abso- absolutely. <laughs> like, I don't like places unless Jesuits have been tortured there, you know? <laughs> um, it's just, just one of the, and I, I just love castles and I love the idea of the history and stuff. You know me, big history dork. So seeing like a Vader's castle, and then I think what was really even cooler was Vader at Maul, sort of expanding on the idea and being like oh, that Vader, Vader at Maul and the comic, where like the idea is that the castle itself, the building, was something that was done thousands of years ago, like tried to be created by Darth Moman, and then within itself, that that sort of that that land was another cultural spot for different people. It was pretty fun to see, mm-hmm. and. Another thing that hits hard, I think it might just be castles in general as well, like the history attached to them. Playing Jedi Fallen Order and seeing uh, Fortress Inquisitorious yeah. mm, yes. was another like, ooh, 
they built another one, baby. <laughs> yeah, that was a great, you know, riff on that idea of uh of you know the the Vader's castle and this, these uh you know haunting structures for for the dark side. Um, it, it's such a cool like aesthetic for evil, I guess. Um, yeah, it yeah, reminded it, me a lot of um like Norman Barons. Mm-hmm. And when William the Conqueror built the Tower of London, he's like, well, you get a castle, and you get a castle. Take yeah. land, bitch. Yep. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's great stuff. Did, I, did anyone actually um, ever get to do the Secrets of the Empire, uh, like AR? Is it AR, VR, whatever the term is, where you, like, walk, run around, like, the maze with the gun and... Yeah. I didn't. Oh, man. Yeah, so yeah, the one... The one that one at least I think that's the only one. Um, it like sends you to Vader's castle. Um, oh. and, and the lava I, and it's hot. And yeah, like, I did oh, it. Oh my god, it's scary. <laughs> he's floating on a platform and he's scary. I uh, can't. I did it with a friend of the show, <laughs> Chris Swift. Um, and yeah, I I remember like there's this part where you get off the shuttle and you sort of ascend up towards the castle, and then it gets hotter. Like you can feel like the, the hot air beneath you. I, I'm pretty sure they like add like a, like a smoky smell. Yeah, they do. Um, and yeah, it was, it was unreal. And it just, again, like, you know, tailing off all the creepy talk, like it is just creepy. Um, like sure. going up to that, uh, that castle. And then also like shooting the middle finger at people and seeing your little stormtrooper gloved hand. <laughs> Give it a little middle finger. Very satisfying. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. That's good stuff. I don't know if that's still around, but um, it's it's it was a it was a cool thing when it was here. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I feel like John Knoll probably has his own version in his house, which is just the Death Star like model. But like yeah. he's, he's completely decked out the entire Death Star interior. In his own spare time, he's got like a. What giant- was that thing where he did the hanger, and they're like, "What's that for?" He's like, eh. <laughs> 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 I'm "Like, I'm bored." <laughs> Why have you just trying to show? Delete. I think because I think it was before Rogue One when he showed that, and people yeah. were like, "Oh my god, is that something from the movie?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm just I'm just working on stuff. Oh, like, oh, you made a perfectly crafted render of the Death Star hanger. It's like, yeah, <laughs> John little bitch. Him in the uh, early nineties or late eighties. Him and his brother, like, we're bored. Let's make Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's literally what happened, which is just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, uh, very cool, very exciting to see that happen. There's also been some Lego shorts, some Halloween shorts that dropped this week. I haven't seen them yet. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I've seen a few images from them. They look very cute. I saw one of Grogu, Lego Grogu with Luke's cape, which looked really cute. Oh, stop it. I haven't seen that. I haven't so either. Cute. If they're anything like the, the Grogu snowball one. Yeah, it's those oh, ones. Then it, God, they're yes. already amazing. So as a Bad Batch one as well. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Let's go. Um, see where that Omega mini fig at. Yeah. Let's see what I'm talking about. Find a link. I need that Omega fig, yeah. Omega. I'm, I did make one myself. I'm very proud of her. But I'm always down for that official printing. So there is um, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. There's five shorts. 
The first one is the Mandalorian is looking for Grogu on Moff Gideon's light cruiser, but stumbles upon storm- stormtroopers getting into the Halloween spirit. <laughs> the second one is Ahsoka Tano and Darth Maul have an epic <laughs> pumpkin carving duel in the Mandalore throne room. Oh my god. Stop it. <laughs> the third one is the Bad Batch finds trouble at every turn when they go pumpkin picking. The fourth one is Boba Fett and the Mandalorian pull out all the tricks for a Halloween starship decorating contest. And then the last one is Moff Gideon and a group of stormtroopers are convinced their starship is haunted, only to find an unexpected guest as the cause. Stop it! What I love I the most. Them all. <laughs> what I love the most about all of those is they are all the brand new sets that just launched from the mm-hmm. most recent wave. Quack <laughs> <laughs> promotion, Synergy, baby! baby. <laughs> this was about get those sets, get that Boba Fett starship. I'm just, I'm just like sort of skipping through now, and it, it's cutest, fantastic. The cutest part of advertising. Yeah, absolute king shit from Lego. I'm just going to send you this one solitary screen grab just to hear your reaction. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Give it to me. Oh my god. Hold up. <laughs> How dare. Shut up. How dare he? <laughs> you shut up right now. Look how cute he is. I can't handle it. Magnificent oh child. God. Look at <sighs> him he's in the cloak. It's way too big for him. And he falls oh. over because he's a big cloak. Oh, Peanut, no. Oh, my God. I have to watch it so bad. Oh, my God. I'm, like, crying. It's so cute. Go watch it, people. <laughs> I love him. It's, like, it's so cute. I want to punch something. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck punch, you guys for making something that goddamn Punch a stormtrooper. Ah, I mean, yeah, oh, good stuff. Good work, Lego. God. You're doing good shit right now. Shout out. Yeah, good on you, Shout out. Um, Let's dive into the next piece of news content we have. (sighs) Lucasfilm and Abrams announced today the art of Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 2, a hardcover collection of concept art chronicling the making of the hit Disney Plus original series. Written by Lucasfilm's Phil uh, Shozak, the book arrives December 14th and comes filled with concept art, character, vehicle, weapon, and creature designs, as well as interviews with key crews and creatives, including show creator, executive producer, writer, John Favreau. Johnny and- Favs, baby. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was expecting that. Um, and executive <laughs> producer, director, writer, Dave Filoni. Dave Davey Filoni. Hey, Filoni. Davey Filoni. In addition, the cover features new artwork by Lucasfilm legend Doug Chang, created exclusively for this release, which I love. It looks like a um, medieval art piece of like Mary holding Christ as a baby. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I say this every time. <laughs> I might, so I don't I don't remember. But I think I think this is like the most excited I've been for an art book because I was just. I was just thinking what happened in each episode of season two. And I was like, fuck, 
fuck, fuck. Like, <laughs> it's going to be so cool to see all that shit. Cobb Vanth art, um, all the Ahsoka art from the Jedi. I mean, just think about all the, the scenic shots of, of that episode. Um, well, the Plo Koon art. Plo Koon, Luke, Luke, whatever is there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's so the crate dragon, like, gosh, there's just so much stuff that's going to be so exciting to see. I, I hope there's also um, the the tube bodies, the the weird clones. Yes. I hope, like, I hope there's shit for that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped for this. And these are always great. These are, these are all like, I like must haves like books. Um, just because the way they function, like, like making of books as well. Um, and, and of course, Phil is great. Happy bladed birthday. Of course, Phil. Happy uh, birthday. So, so yeah, no, it's, it, it's so good. I'm, I'm glad these were are a constant because you never know. Sometimes the like publishing landscape shifts, you know, we, we were supposed to get a visual guide from Pablo for Mandalorian that shifted. Um, but thankfully, uh, the, the Abrams art of books are, are steady. Yeah, absolutely. I still need to get the, uh, the art of Tross book. Oh yeah. That's a cool one. That's I some cool it. stuff. Yeah. They're, they're all just amazing. It, it's such a, it's such a great, um, endeavor that it, that is all put together. Yeah, it's like I love the books, but I don't like some of the discourse it always <laughs> creates. But I guess that's not really the books for all. Yeah, the internet. Um, no, yeah, I mean it's the same thing. It's like it's like yeah, it's why um, it's why we, you know we we enjoy <laughs> we enjoy what if with Marvel, but like you'd you'd break the fandom if you tried that with Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. because like, yeah, like people can't look at concept art without freaking out and saying oh my god this should have been it <laughs> you know like yeah you, you can't like people are like look at um sketches from from duel of the fates and they're like oh my god this should have been the movie and it's like yeah star wars isn't ready for that you can't have that conversation with star wars yeah thing- like, can we all just agree that like that the great thing about those books is getting to see more of Phil Stosak's work and like not listening to the jerks who try and like rewrite the franchise because we got what we got. Deal with it. Get over it. And just tell Phil that you love him. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it, I, what's so, what's so special about those, those books is or how many, you know, voices are actually throughout it. Because you know he's he gets a lot of little snippets of of text from even the in, individual artists. You know it's not just Favreau, Filoni, um, Doug Chang. It's not just the big people. There's there's also a lot of just little you know color text for for individual paintings of just uh, you know people you probably don't know by name. Um, so it, it's just a great insight into you know how they're all created and and uh, the process of which they they come to finalize designs. So yeah, it's just, it's super cool. Super great stuff. And concepts are fascinating because just because they're not used doesn't mean they won't eventually be used or repurposed. Like we were saying this in this very episode that the Vader's castle concept for Return of the Jedi, if they went back and did that in 1983, it, I don't think it would have worked as well as what we got with the Death Star 2. 
Mm-hmm. That sequence is just fantastic, and I feel like part of that is you know the overhead and space and you know the, the conflict and visually seeing that. Like I feel like that's all very much part of that. But yeah. that concept was eventually used for Rogue One, and what did it do? It brought us that amazing feeling that you know emotional. So I don't know like that, that sort of great hit of like emotions hitting us like oh that looks pretty dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dope, the dope effect. I mean, a lot of a lot of the art I really want to see is um, before Seven even had the inkling of a story, and they were like they just went up to people and were like, "What does Star Wars mean?" Ra- yeah. Draw it, <laughs> and um, like I want to see that. I think that that's so cool. That that to me like is why visions is so exciting because I think it's Mm -hmm. that same spirit. It's like, it doesn't need to, it's like, it's irrelevant to the story. What does it mean to you? And how do you take that emotion and do that through the lens of your, your art? And um, yeah, that's why, that's why I want to see that. And yeah, that's why visions is, is so such an exciting thing to be coming. Very soon, right? Yeah. Next week. Or depending on when this episode comes out, <laughs> in a matter of days. <laughs> right. Probably Wednesday, I think this comes out. So uh, that day, right? The is it 22nd comes out? 20, I think 21st, wasn't it? I can't, I can't remember for sure. Um, but if, if, it, if it just came out, go watch it after you listen. <laughs> <laughs> it is... Drum roll. I think it's the twenty second. Um, because well, I you know bought. What? You know what, Nikki? What? You'd be right. There we go. <laughs> um, because I I jumped on the the El Capitan showing the visions uh, after oh, Shang-Chi yeah. or Coco, uh, and I I I jumped on that, and then I was like, wait, when does it come out? Because I want the I want the sneak peek. <laughs> <laughs> so so I decided to go the twenty first. Uh, so I so I get a little sneak at it. Um on the so big yeah. screen. On the big screen. That's and El Cap is a is a badass theater. Um so so yeah, it's a, that's gonna be so much fun. I think they're screening the village bride, uh, which I've heard great things about. So Speaking yeah. of which, I booked my first IMAX screening this week. Oh, oh there we go. Dude. No time to die, baby. Oh, that'll be cool. Me fire, absolute oh, fire. I'm sad because the nearest IMAX to me now is like 45 minutes away because my local movie theater that's like five minutes from my house went out of business during the pandemic. No. Oh, that sucks. And they had an IMAX. I was so spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the first and only time I technically saw an IMAX film was like an animation at I think it's the. <sighs> It was like the there's like one IMAX cinema in London at the time. It's like the early noise. And I can't remember. <laughs> now it's like they're all IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but in, you know, back then it was like, what is this? Like it was like this weird thing where like, oh yeah, I, I guess we'll see it there. Like you know, what is it? And there was like an anime. I think it was like a Santa Claus or like a something snow related themed. The snowman. It wasn't the snowman. I wouldn't know. The <laughs> My mum is like the biggest snowman fan. You won't believe snowman it. and IMAX the merch we got. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> I saw the snowman live. That was amazing. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, that was good stuff. Do you remember the snowman, Claire? I do not remember the snowman. This Christmas, we're watching the snowman together. Okay. Your heart will break. You know, there we go. I, I'm not up to date on a lot of these. I'm not up to date on a lot of these Christmas movies. I still haven't seen a lot of the animated claymation or whatever classics. So, so the snowman is this like book by an author called Raymond Briggs, who does like really great like drawing, and the way that. What I love, my mum loves about it, and what I love about it is that when he sketches, you can see like the individual pencil strokes. And when they animated it, they did the exact same thing; like it was all like individually drawn, so you can see like the different strokes of like the pencils, the colored pencils. And it's the story about this little boy that makes a snowman, and it magically comes to life. And then I think like a few years later, like either one year, like a few years later, they re-released it with an opening in live action and the opening in live action was supposed to be the little boy as an adult talking about the story to lead into the animation and this is the person who plays the little boy grown up and i'll send you that via text and this will cement your will i watch it (laughs) shut the front door (laughs) no yeah (laughs) what how did I not know about this? David fucking Bowie. Sorry for the language, but the fucking means Bowie. In a cute little blue, sorry. <clears throat> in a cute little blue snowman's like scarf. Which you will find in the animated story. Like it's part of the story. And he's, oh, he's playing the little boy growing up. And what's, I can't. What's even better is that obviously one of the reasons why I did that was for his son. Oh. And Duncan Jones, you know the director Duncan Jones, he's his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he posted this, I think, last year. He found this in a in a, in a um in like a, a loft somewhere. <laughs> oh, shut up! That's so sweet. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I know. I know oh. we we were talking about Halloween stuff, and I know people get very angsty and annoyed when we talk about uh, Christmas so early. But fuck them. Um, we're we're going to be watching the Snowman. We'll do like a you know we'll do like a live thing together again. Ted Lasso dropped a perfect. Ted Lasso dropped a perfect Christmas episode in August, so I yeah. feel like yeah, there are no rules anymore. And on Tuesday, I rewatched it um, with. One of my was like my best friend because she does not have Apple Plus. So um, and then I and the second time watching, I was like, ah, oh, damn, this slaps even harder than I thought the first mm-hmm. time. Christmas in September, Christmas in July, whatever it was, it it just feels right. And again, I'm so grateful for Ted Lasso for introducing uh, cultural things from Britain to the U.S., especially in music choices. This week's episode has like. A fantastic soundtrack. And I'm just, I'm just really glad that the streets will now be introduced to people in America. That was so wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're like, yeah, they're like past, like, I'll just say the whole, the whole show. <laughs> yeah, they're they are so on the money with their music choices. Um, like the last one in particular for this this episode is one of my favorites. Um, and yeah. then, and then, yeah, luckily. Uh, I looked on Apple Music, and they are compiling playlists. Did you see <laughs> so the, the, the Keely playlist? You can get through it. I haven't seen hers, no. 
They, 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 you know the the playlist that Roy made. Uh huh. Oh, I heard the that they made it. Though. The Roy's really sorry one. for misunderstanding Keely. Amazing. Yeah, that's, that's that's money. And it's all the songs he picked, and yeah, it's great. It's funny what happens when you're distributed by Apple. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Pretty um, cool. Yeah, really good. Also, one of my favorite Irish songs played in this week's episode. One of the most depressing songs of all time. Um, Alone Again Naturally by Gilbert Sullivan. Uh, It's one of my, yeah, classic Irish, you know, depressing music. Which is funny because a couple weeks ago they did make a Gilbert and Sullivan reference. So shout out. They did. Beard knows what's up. Yeah, the Irish heritage there. It's just pretty, yeah, pretty cool to see all that stuff. Again, yeah, Mike, Mike Skinner in the streets. I, just, I want. I want to hear loads of Americans fucking blaring out. I don't. Fit, <laughs> but don't my, you know it. My, I do a Mike Skinner impression, which is my one of my pointless pie tricks. Next to me, Mike Skinner. Yeah, doing the rap. Oh God. lord, the streets Donk. are so fucking wild. You know the streets, Claire. I have not. Dry your eyes, mate. <laughs> I know it's hard to take. I but, d- uh, don't mind yourself. Don't muck yourself, mate. Yeah. Stellar. You're, you're fit, but my gosh, don't you know it? <laughs> Good stuff. As someone yeah. who's recently rejoined the dating apps, I know that guy. Hey, oh, there we go. Hey. You mean the man, the guy, if he's like hand down his pants for some reason, flexing? Yeah, Charlie, I, I sent Charlie a few screenshots in the past week of people I have encountered on the on the dating websites and um yeah, there's been there's been some uh some interesting choices being made by the gentlemen in the greater Chicagoland area. Um <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. I Can I tell you my favorite people on Twitter or on Tinder, sorry. <laughs> I wish Twitter, <laughs> but I'll say I'll say Tinder. Uh, favorite people on Tinder are the Ones who are like they all their pictures are like tits hanging out, just like ass, 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 and then it's like job description, first grade teacher. Yes, one hundred percent. Oh hey, where are these Hello. people? <laughs> Here, West Coast baby. <laughs> I'm just gonna put my plane plane ticket now. Yeah, no, it's it, so great. I, like, I, what I love if you're that. a single dad with a kid in that first grade class and you match up with their teacher on Tinder? It'd be so yeah. silly. Nope. I want that to be the next rom-com. <laughs> That's modern romance, baby. Modern romance. I love the people looking for a freeway. They're great. No, I sent Charlie those. I told Charlie about those. I There's so many couples on Twitter. Like, yeah, like yeah. Brad Angela, one word. Um, Brad Angela <laughs> S. And you're like, okay, Brad Angela. Um, no. Brangela's right there, though. I know. It's like, it's like simplify. Come on. Do you know the worst no. thing about those ones are? They're ugly. Everything. Oh, yeah. they're always ugly. I'm like, you should just be glad with what you've got. You know, yeah. you're pushing it now. We just lost the swingers uh, <laughs> block. Our swingers oh, listing no. block. We just lost them. Sorry, well, swingers. That's good-looking good swingers, but obviously not in I- Tinder. I'm glad that you bring up swingers because back when I bartended. <laughs> Back when I bartended. Don't cut it. Don't cut it. Go clip it for us. Back 
back when I bartended, there was a girl um, that I went to high school with. She was two years younger than me. And her parents were regulars at my bar. And they were total swingers. And they tried Ooh. to get me to join in. And I'm like, mm, I'm not going to swing with you. Did you like this girl? I know your daughter. <laughs> um, I was exceptionally neutral on her. Oh, if she was a bitch, I would have fucked the parents. She had sex with my ex-boyfriend. That was kind of awkward. You should have well. <laughs> fucked the Oh, yeah. <laughs> I fucked your dad. <laughs> I fucked your dad, and then he made me a sandwich. <laughs> no, you say, I, I fucked your dad. Oh, then you go out and whisper in your hair and go, and your, mom. your mom, too. <laughs> Oh man, missed opportunities all around. Nikki, what like, did I think of that? Oh, <laughs> like your mom dude. calls me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, a not after dark episode. <laughs> We're transitioning. Transitioning to the light. <laughs> oh god. Oh but yeah, but yeah, swingers. Quote, quote the man Charlie Ashby: "Be happy with what you've got." Be happy with what you've got. <laughs> True words, never spoken. Y'all are too greedy. Come on. Now. <laughs> you give him an inch. Yeah, take a while. Save some for the rest of us. <laughs> oh, good lord! But yeah, the worst dog. We could go into this. We probably will go into this in After Dark, probably, for another day. But the worst, <laughs> horse girls. I can't do it. I can't deal with it. Yeah. yeah oh. I feel that. Yeah. I love my horse. Well, fuck the horse, then. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> probably bigger than me, anyway. All right, anyway, next one. I would hope about- so, actually. <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I really would. Like otherwise, how are you walking around? Like you need you need help if not. He's or, wearing jinkos just to hide the thing. A yeah. small Irishman <laughs> like to ride me. Oh my god. Oh, there we go. <laughs> not like That's that. a quote. That's a quote. <laughs> like, Hello there. Oh. I wanna I wanna race you. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I see all your cock. Okay, pick your pardon. Oh um, my. Anyway, speaking of hot stuff, uh, Star Wars Hunters trailer <laughs> debuted at the latest <laughs> Apple event, showing off a plethora of new characters, including Reeve, a Sith follower and dark side wielder, Aaron Tao, a Mandalorian warrior, Utoni, Utuni, God, I can't say that properly, two Jawas in a trench coat, Sentinel, a stormtrooper who refuses to accept the Empire's over, Groz, a Wookiee warrior, Jedi, a droid that believes it's a Jedi that has force powers, and that's spelled J-3DI. Slingshot, an Ugnaught who operates a heavily modified droidica for use in combat. Imarovex, a new bounty hunter. And Zolna, a former Rebel Alliance member, now a part of the New Republic. Uh, StarWars.com says, set after the fall of the Galactic Empire, Star Wars hunters will connect players in real time battle in arena settings inspired by the iconic Star Wars locales. Compete as daring bounty hunters, heroes of the rebellion, and holdouts for the fallen empire in an action game that immerses you in fast-paced and visually stunning Star Wars conflict. What did you guys think of that? Fun. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a style of game that interests me little, but yeah. Um, but I, I think the the character designs were super fun. That's definitely the the most interesting part to me. The the stacked Jawas are an inspired choice. Um, and so yeah, cute. It's you know, very Vincent Adult Man. Yeah, yeah. For all you BoJack Horseman super fans, I know Charlie's one of them. Can I have an alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> Anything but that yeah, can remind I, me of Vincent Adult Man. I hope. Uh, I hope it's fun for people who like it. That kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have much to add on on terms of uh, the game itself. You know, it's just, I, I just thought the character ideas were really fun. Yeah, I hope I don't sound like a dick when I said like, you could sort of copy and paste the description for any of these games and they all kind of sound the same. Mm-hmm. And that's not me like, you know, like, because I know people do play this stuff and that's great. And I know a lot of people put hard work into it and that's great. I'm just saying personally for me, it's not something I would probably be interested in. Um, I'm still kind of bitter about Star Wars Uprising, which I actually did love. Um, you know, bumps me out, man. Yep. My hey, f- you know what? Like, I'm still salty about Tiny Death Star. So, like, that's a hill even farther off in the distance that I'm willing to die on. So that's okay. I, I feel your pain. That's fair. My greatest memory of that game was logging on. I got a screen grab. I think I've got a screen grab shot of it somewhere. And my character was wearing a scout trooper armor, but the the helmet was a like Endor rebellion helmet. And then next mm-hmm. to me was another character who's for some reason, and this is why I took a screen grab. Their character name was Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh my! I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Like a screen grab. You never know what you're gonna see. <laughs> I just really like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I'd love to see what she'd do in the, in the galaxy far, far away. But yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like it's a mobile game. It's set after the fall of the Galactic Empire, and funny enough, all the different you know sides you can pick are the most popular sides you see in every game. Yep. You know, it what if it's a formula that works, cool. Yeah. If it makes someone's day better, all the power to it. I also love Star Wars Commander. Do you remember that game? Oh, I think I do remember it. I was like, I was addicted to that. There was two games. There was like there was one that was like pretty much similar to that, except for <laughs> this is fucking stupid and nerdy. It was on Android, and I think it got deleted, but it was pretty much Star Wars Commander, except it was the Napoleonic Wars, I think, or maybe a bit earlier, mm-hmm. like set in Georgian times, and you could be the British Empire versus, um, or the British versus France, and you could invade camps and murder them. It was great. Oh la la. I tell you, I just hate the French. I mean... <laughs> You got you got to you got to beat up Napoleon's army. Oh, it's absolutely. just it's just like that's just facts. Um I I remember the best thing about Star Wars Commander being a very interesting political science/international relations thesis waiting to happen where they broke down the um side allegiances by like uh geography. And there was a very clear Northern Hemisphere Empire 
heavy southern hemisphere rebel heavy um like dichotomy <laughs> and Ooh. i w- i wonder what the like the the social science behind that is because it's uh i thought that was super funny interesting yeah, yeah. especially if it's like Amer- if it's american based obviously if it's uk based that's another layer <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's just the whole like, you know, your your white Western um, mm-hmm. democracies uh, <laughs> being your your empire and your uh, South America African nations, you know, being the rebels. Yeah, it was it was a very interesting uh, thing to see. Checks out. <laughs> and then I think they got rid of it, right? Yeah, it it didn't last too long. At least they <laughs> they're like shit. <laughs> southern Hemisphere is onto us. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Southern Hemisphere. Uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much what we've got for news. We can sort of wrap up with a few bits of conversation here and there. Uh, what else are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw today. Um, not not that a. Uh, Instead of had any personal experience, <laughs> but uh, longtime Lucasfilm PR uh, person Lynn Hale is retiring oh, after no. like thirty-five years. Um, but I mean, like she's a she's a popular name around Lucasfilm stuff, so it's uh, you know wishing a happy retirement. Very I know she's happy listening. <laughs> I'm sure she is. Yeah. Have a if good she, one, Lynn. If she was enjoy your, in, enjoy I'm sure she had to freeze time. and talk and was like, oh, I've got to stay on for this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff happening. Obviously, got Visions coming out soon. I think the reviews pretty much came out this week, or like social media reactions came out, and a lot of it was positive. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of it was positive, which was pretty cool to see. Um, so I'm very amped and excited for that. It seems to be one of those sort of projects which just by its freeing nature, that and what if, I feel like those projects just by their freeing nature, because I know like people saying like, what if can't work with Star Wars? And I get that. And I do agree. But I think the concept works, like the free canonization stuff, especially with visions. The conversations yeah. are coming up. And I, I know because I've wrote a thread about it and how annoying it is and got showered out for that. Um, but I still think like these stories just by the nature of them being so free and not contained by that nature of what is canon. Yeah. Makes good stories. No. Yeah. It's entirely not the fault of the thing itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's very much the, 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 the fan group or, you know, uh, the fan society <laughs> not being able to process that information healthily. <laughs> um, and I think, I think what, at least, you know, I'll, I'll hypothesize that a large part of what makes Marvel What If work for those same people is the fact that they 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 are saying it like this happened, like it is it is part of the story, right? Oh, um, right, yeah. Like the like What If is canon, you know, for like a better word. It's just because they open the multiverse. Like these are the things that are happening, and like. The, you know, phase four is very much in this multiverse uh, thing. Whereas, um, you know, a Star Wars thing could not do that. 
necessarily. And, um, and yeah, I think, I think that's why, I think that's why, you know, if, if you're somebody who finds what if palatable, but then shouts about concept art for star Wars, I think a, a big part of the way what if functions is because it is baked into the story. What I find interesting as well is I wonder if, if George got to do the stories that he wanted to do in terms of the sequel trilogy, he always mentioned having R2 because R2 and 3PO to him were like the main characters, right? Mm-hmm. And that the idea would be like this, all the, all the films were told thousands of years in the future by those two characters and probably some kids around a fire or, or whatever. Like, I wonder if that was included. If that was included in his like final moments for episode uh, nine, would that change people's opinion about the can, like what canon means? I don't think it would. I think it would make people angry, which then leads me into the, another point, which is: hasn't he already done it ever since the seventies? Like, doesn't by its very nature, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, kind of lead into that idea of it being like. This is a story. <laughs> They're all legends. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think. And yeah. Yeah. It's one of those annoying things where it's like, you know, and I, I will get into this in my Patreon show, which I'm developing at the minute, but um, you, that isn't an issue that is necessarily contained to Star Wars, unfortunately. In fact, as of, I mean, as relevant as today, <laughs> I've seen a lot of shit about history and, um, well, yeah, I mean, ca- canon is is not a fandom word. <laughs> no, like canon's like biblical shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like this is this is a word that has been co opted into the way we discuss franchise storytelling. <laughs> uh, it's it's not a it's not a new not a new idea. Absolutely, it's like it's not just like and these are stories, but so is history in a lot of ways. Like things blend together. Uh, if you're interested, I will be going into more of this on the Patreon show, but I do recommend following at, on Twitter at Going Medieval. Um, Eleanor, Dr. Eleanor uh, Janega is so brilliant and sort of dives into like the ideas and concepts that we sort of grow up with and what we believe to be true and breaks them down and shows you why that's not necessarily uh, true. Like the, the idea that the Dark Ages represent is a term that represents the fact that that time period was awful and a horrible place. And nobody was happy and everything was terrible, which that isn't the case. That's what we're taught post uh, reformation because it's better for the Protestant lesson. Oh no, the church was bad when actually the dark ages refers to the lack of um, sources <laughs> that could confirm details. Mm hmm. And we grow up in textbooks because obviously like um, when the Reformation happened in England, the Church of England was created and obviously like the, the abuses of the church, which can't be you know denied, but it's also part of this big history. A lot of that is trying to discredit the Catholic Church as was. So when you look back, it the text we have today, obviously the Church of England is still big over here and obviously over in America a lot of Puritans moved over there but still like a mixture of sources and stuff it all got confused and mixed up and then now we just assume that the Middle Ages was completely shit (laughs) when that wasn't the case a lot of stuff like you know they had better dentistry than us which seems crazy when you think about it but um, 
it makes sense. Like they didn't have sugar. They didn't have all yeah. the stuff that we brought over. Um, they mostly like vegetables. It, yeah. Food. In a lot of ways you think about that, it's like, it's, it's a weird thing to think, but they were probably like naturally healthier than we are. Yes. And the, it's like the amount of like processed, like food we like, you know, we're all going to go eat a pizza this weekend or something. Right. Like, uh, you know, we always think about yeah that, Oh man, they must have been so miserable. But they they probably they probably had great shits. They yeah, they they probably had the best <laughs> shits of their lives. Like they probably yeah. could have like tapeworms and like died of like certain things, but you can't have everything. But like but, any like, given any given day you might, you know. <laughs> you might have a tapeworm, yeah, yeah, you never know. But yeah, it's like those little things like you don't really think about. Like people just assume that the church was completely evil. But it wasn't. Yeah. Like it, it was one of the major sources for, you know, education. The reason yeah. why we have writing, the reason why all that stuff. Uh, I can, again, I could go into this for ages, but I yeah. do recommend following Dr. Eleanor Janego on Twitter. Really good stuff. Really clever. Like, those people today like debating. It's like, don't even bother. Like when someone's got a thesis on this, just don't bother. Cause it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's such an important thing. Cause you know, like just, you know, jumping on all that, it's like, it's like history is point of view. Yes. And like, same with stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and, my point about Star Wars. Yeah, and you know, there's there's no there's no such thing as I mean there is there this factually happened, but like you're the way the way it's presented to you is you know is you know a lot of what the popular saying is you know history is written by the victors. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, no, it's just even just you know like uh, it's why ancient history is so difficult because you have one source right like yeah it's like herodotus it's like okay i guess we're taking herodotus's word on this i <laughs> guess we're i guess we're gonna believe there were two billion persians at thermopylae like yeah that that i guess that happened <laughs> and uh and it's like you know over time you might discover things where things are but like so much of you know western civilization's history is based off the word of one guy and and yeah. then it's like well, okay then. And you just sort of work from there. You like, can only do what you can do. And like you said, like one guy who might have a specific allegiance to someone who might be educated enough to write it down because they are, you know, of some sort of power balance. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'd want to he'd want to make the Greek victories sound even more epic. Exactly. You know. Um, so so yeah, no, it's it's one of those things. It's why, you know, it, you know it when you say critical thinking, it's not about not necessarily about like negatively picking apart. It's about just going that layer deeper. Um, yeah. And you know, it's, it's about understanding context. Yeah. Context, uh, the, you know, the values of who's writing it. Um, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny. You can apply that to all sorts of situations in life. (laughs) Who would have thought? Who would have thought? It's like the the Reverend situation where people keep fighting over it. Was Reverend a guy or was he a girl? It's like, it could be either. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change the story. One person might tell it from one different uh, one way. Another person might tell it from another. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. And I'm glad you said that because that's a pretty big spanking piece of news that we didn't cover. Yeah, oh, you're right. KOTOR. Yeah, that's, right. KOTOR. <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah. So KOTOR is back in some form. It's back, baby. Well, we'll be delving into that next time in a bigger way because we're going to be sort of pushing some of the news items. We won't be doing every bit of news week by week anymore. We're going to be sort of 
putting it all in one sort of big item every month or so. So look forward to sort of us diving into that and what that could potentially mean for Star Wars games to come. But yeah, like I think my my favorite example when it comes to like the history debate and stuff like that context is the whole Shakespeare of all, which is if you've read Shakespeare and you have Claire, obviously because theater. Yep. Uh, Richard the Third, big villain, one of the biggest oh. villains of all time. In real life, was he really that much of a villain? Not really, but you can't expect Shakespeare to be like, hmm, who would I make the villain of this piece? Will I make it Richard Third, Or will I make it the grandfather of the current Queen of England? Exactly. <laughs> hmm. Who's, Who's going to send the, the crossbows? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Who's the monarch? Who do we write this for? Like, Shakespeare's histories in a nutshell. <laughs> again, like, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, Richard III, he had a really bad hunchback. He was awful. He like killed kids and but Henry Tudor was he was amazing. Like everyone loved him and he had a big dick. <laughs> and, you know, like he was good. Oh, this, this also goes back to something I think I talked about on a previous episode. Don't get your history from art. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's not the point. <laughs> so yeah, if you're trying to, uh, I always point to Hamilton. I'm like that's the the great modern. Um, you know the great modern example. It's like Hamilton's job. Hamilton's job is not to teach you about the. It's not really about to teach you about the founding fathers. Like you go go read an actual book. Um, so so yeah, yeah. It's there. It's a it's a jump start. It's Mm -hmm. like don't watch the TV show and go. Yeah, wow, that was crazy. Henry Cavill was back there. (laughs) (laughs) Man, everyone was so fucking fit. I mean, have you seen him in the app? Wow. I mean, he was pretty fit back then. He he had a moment. <laughs> he had a moment. The reason why he got <laughs> fat was because he, uh, well, one, because it was a sign of wealth, but also he hurt his leg in a jousting accident, uh, which I think orig- like eventually might have like attributes or one of the reasons why he died. And so he couldn't exercise as much. And so that's why he got fat. History fact. Um, Henry Henry the Eighth is so like us, coming up with excuses to not exercise. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my fucking leg. Oh, I, oh. like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't. Yeah, you guys go without me. I'll be good. I'll be good. Pass the pie. Got a medical excuse. Got a doctor's note. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that a pigeon pie? Pass that my way. Thomas was like, so we can't give you any more pie. He's like, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was uh Jane Seymour's number one. Was it Jane Seymour? Was she the one who died? She's the one that died in childbirth. Oh, okay, never mind. Catherine Howard. Is that who I'm thinking? Catherine Howard the got, she got the... divorced. Anne Boleyn. <gasps> who the with, who's the fifth one? Oh, Catherine Parr. No, Ka- Catherine Howard. Right. Okay, the fifth one died. I know yeah, that one. Divorce. So whoever that is, I, I'm thinking of the fifth one. Yeah, yeah. Um, different Howard. Yeah, her, her. Uh, I think her uh, critical flaw was telling him, you know, maybe, maybe don't eat that lemon cake. <laughs> like, Fuck you. I'm like save it for tomorrow. It'll be there tomorrow. He's like, bitch. I didn't fall off a horse for nothing. <laughs> like, Fuck you, man. Um. Quick Google check. 
Yeah, I was right. Cameron Howarth. For the record. Before we leave, gotta make sure. Oh yeah, I I was in the same room as her the other day. And yeah, I can fan. imagine you were in your favorite place. <laughs> yeah, it was in the chapel at the Tower of London. Um, and Anne Boleyn. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Our girl. Yep. You got done wrong. Tough shake. Yeah. They said she did incest. That was one of the. Uh, that was one of the. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, crimes. Crimes. Charges? Yeah, charges that was brought against her. That's why her brother was killed as well. <laughs> Every day, bit of a shit. <laughs> you know, if you do like this history talk, by the way, I I do recommend joining our Patreon because there's a lot coming your way that delves into all of this discussion, especially the mythic aspect and why that's, you know, why that affects Star Wars too. A lot of cool stuff heading your way. Well, I think that's all we got time for this week. This is a beefy episode, one hour fifteen minutes or so. Um. Should we wrap up? Make like a mummy. Oh, I get it. Wrap. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one, Nikki. <laughs> I, I like it. it. There we go. There we go. <laughs> it took me. It took me a while. We got there. That was a spooky reference. I, I know, right? It's a good family-friendly spooky. Gotta joke. get it. Gotta get into those vibes. That's right. Becoming wolves. <laughs> 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 Oh man, that's art. That's art right there. That is art. Thank you, Tracy Morgan. (laughs) I'm sorry, sorry, Charlie. You were trying to bring this to a close. No, it's it's good. You know, I love a bit of music before we wrap up. Trying to think of a funny (laughs) mummy joke now. Okay, no, never mind. Um, I thought of a funny mummy joke, but I better keep it under wraps. Yep. There we go. What did, what, did, <laughs> what did the mummy do when he wanted to come into my house? What did it do? He too and came in. No way. Oh. Yeah. oh, that's good. Oh, man. Bringing the real comedy gold here to the end of the podcast. For all of you who stuck around, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, Nefertiti's? Okay, I'm done. Um, Claire, where can people find you and your stuff? Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at cstribs. You can catch me monthly over on Ye Old Broaxium, um, at Broaxium on Twitter and Instagram, um, doing comic breakdowns of Dr. Afra For every new edition, I give you a spoiler-free preview. And then um, every Sunday, I'm on Shooting the Poodoo over at Broaxium. We have a guest on. And it's just a big panel of awesome Star Wars people hanging out. And it's really, really a great time. Bring a cocktail and uh, just come by. And then you can also catch me weekly on the Imperial Senate podcast Twitch. Um, I'm playing Battlefront 2 or other related games. Um, But yeah, I'm going to try and get it back to only Tuesday nights. I know it's been a rough, weird couple weeks and I haven't been able to do Tuesdays, but we're coming back. We're going to come back and do Tuesdays. So come join us. It's really fun. We always have a good crowd, some great conversation about life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and pop culture. And just watch a Twitch stream. It's good. Perfect. 
Uh, Nikki, where can we find you and your stuff? Yeah, you can listen to One and Done Film Club on your favorite places to catch podcasts. That is at one, letter N, done show. Uh, we just released um, one of our, I think it's going to be our last off-season episode. It's a, um, we, we sort of go back and revisit Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, we invite uh, Tori Fox, who you've, you've heard on this um, show a few times now. Uh, we invited her because she actually worked at, Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> in Disney World. So <laughs> we figured that was a, a good grab and, you know, someone who loves those movies. So that's the new episode there. And then we'll, we're back into watching uh, movies for season two. Then you can listen to a rewatch between worlds on the Octo Radio podcast feed. Uh, that is uh, just a few episodes deep. Droids in Distress will be coming out. Um, Probably by the time this is out, it will be out. And then uh, Fight or Flight was recorded today. So you will be able to get those first few episodes of Rebels very soon and continuing uh, forward from there. And then you can listen to a bunch of stuff on the Imperial Senate Patreon. Um, we got Yabno Club, the Sacred Jedi Bricks, Fantasy Premier League, and soon a, another animated thing so that'll be fun you can check that out check out the website for details um oh you speaking of the website you can catch a rising storm write-up that i put together uh recently so that that is up on the imperial senate uh website and if you're still on the fence for reading that book hopefully um this a spoiler free read will uh will help push you over the edge because um, it is great. And then, uh, yeah, you can find me at Nequitius on Twitter, um, Nictifer on Xbox Live, and Swipe Right on Tinder. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at CMWASHBY and on Instagram at Charlie M W Ashby. You can listen to my other shows via the Charlie Ashby Network, available on all podcatchers. That includes my shows, The Charlie Ashby Show, Pondivision, and Batman Returned. Batman Returned should be back soonish. Uh, the Charlie Ashby Show, I am planning to prepare for that one. And Pondivision, we're doing a little break in between the episodes uh, so we can talk about Wife in a big sort of group together, um, which was a lot of fun. The last one we came out was the first four episodes. No, first four yeah the first four episodes of what if we talked about that was a lot of fun talked about some really crazy stuff that we hate the comics including the very infamous uh, gwen stacy twin story which if you don't know what that's about google it vomit if you if you wish um one of the worst spider-man stories of all fucking time um yeah get <laughs> it with fire Kill it with fire, kill it with everything. Um, you can also commission writing, Photoshop, and editing work from me by visiting my Kofi. Uh, I recommend doing that because I need the money. <laughs> um, please. Uh, all the links to my socials on the network can be found on my link tree, which in turn is located in my Twitter bio, again, at CMWASHBY. Check it out. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next time with another great episode of us, the Imperial Podcast. But until then, bye. Bye.
Bye, swingers. <laughs> All the swingles out there. That being said, being Nikki and Claire, like, we're free on, like, a Saturday. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Imperial Senate Podcast. If you would like to hear more from the Senators, please visit our website at imperialsenatepodcast.com. There you will find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels. You can also email us at imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com. And please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thanks, and may the force be with you.